Hello and welcome to the Six Shooter Podcast. My name is Jack Records, and with me as always is Big Fish Bass. It's your boy, Bass. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we're here <laughs> to take six shots and talk about six different sports topics. So, uh, quick intro as to what this podcast is, since this is Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. Uh, we are going to line up six shots. Uh, we are going to announce a topic. We are going to proceed to take a shot. And then we're going to talk about that topic. At a certain point, timer will go off, mm-hmm. we'll take another shot, we'll take another topic, and we'll go from there. And I'm terrified. I'm absolutely terrified. Um, so, JR and I, we go way back, um, basically to the college days, uh, and he knows I cannot drink to save me. Um, you have seen me at my worst. You've seen me at my mm-hmm. best, which is very mm-hmm. rare and seldom, few and mm-hmm. far between moments. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, when JR came, came to me, approached me with this idea, I, I kind of had to uh, had to accept. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. And see, so you were the no-brainer choice for this topic, too, because uh, Bass, when he drinks, uh, he has loose lips. And so that's going to make things fun as we get to some of the later topics. Yep. And, of course, those will be, you know, we'll start off with some of the more obvious, the news of the day, those kind of things. But we're going to get into the... Um, off-topic sports topics towards the end. So it's going to be a really good time. So with that, I think we've got the preface of the show down, and I think we're ready to get going. Yeah, loose lips, they uh, sink ships, but they also get you punched in the face. So I will... uh I'll do my best to... Well, uh, I mean, you're going to really have to insult me for to reach over there. Yeah, no, until until the time we get a producer and we get more people in on this. Yeah, so maybe, it's right yeah. now just JR and I. Maybe a, a bodyguard? In a yeah. kitchen. Yeah, yeah, just as, you know, this is the perfect scene for a podcast, and uh, I'm excited for this. All right. So let's get started. So first shot? First shot. Okay. Bottoms up. All right. See you in the emergency room. Oh, yeah. And tonight we are drinking Jack Daniels. We didn't haze in college, but if we did, it would taste like Jack Daniels. Oh, I hope it wouldn't. Oh, that was. All right, so our first topic <laughs> is the Super Bowl. And what a fucking dud. Yeah, no, it wasn't that good. Um, I mean, we're only a few weeks late, but, you know, better late than never. Um, was it the worst Super Bowl ever? Probably. The Tom Brady Invitational. Um it was trash. 13 to 3. I mean, people just waited around for essentially nothing. Like, the whole time I was thinking, okay, the game will break out and something will actually start happening. Yeah. But the whole time, I was more <laughs> interested in the food. Uh, I think the Super Bowl is really an ode to appetizers. That's really how I view it. But well, that's true. It was just... Uh, and the ads sucked. Yeah, I mean, there was... There was nothing remarkable about that Super Bowl. Yeah. The only thing I enjoyed is that we did those little squares things, and mm-hmm. I had the threes. I had the threes, so I ended up winning two quarters, and I felt dirty about it. I felt like I needed to like pay people back because it was just it was such a crappy game. I mean, to be honest, you could you could pay me back. I bet the over. Oh, I mean, like, but let's be honest. Like, okay, the Pats, <clears throat> the Pats and the Rams. When you going into that game, they were two of the most dynamic offenses. Defenses, too. I mean, they shouldn't be overlooked, but they were both the one and two, I think, top scoring or highest scoring offenses, maybe second to Kansas City, perhaps, but you weren't expecting it. And the fact that it turned out the way it did, wasn't it 3 nothing going into the half? Yeah, it was it was terrible. Awful. There was nothing going on. Jared Goff, I think, totally got exposed that game. Yeah. Where the Patriots, what they would do is they would just shift 
the line and they would shift the linebackers and their coverage and everything once it got to about 15 seconds on the game clock. Yeah. Because as you know, they've got that little headphone and Sean McVay is relaying the play in. It was like it was like they turned off Sean McVay's controller and he was playing Madden or something. And he just, he Jared Goff just didn't know what to do. No, it's true. I mean, McVay was literally asking Madden, oh, what, do I, what play do I run here? And also... It was like Belichick could see the play. You know when you'd hit the button and you're trying to like hide, is it this play or that play? Yeah. And your buddy's yeah. sitting right next to you? Split yeah. screen, yeah. Yeah, and Belichick was guessing right every time. Well, so there was a few interviews I remember um, watching ESPN in the weeks following the game. So some Patriots players, when they were watching the tape, they said, okay, this is what we can expect of the Rams' offense, but we expect them to change. Change the play calling, the playmaking, the, the playbook, okay? But what they said surprised them, especially from a Sean McVay, who is a genius, a football genius. genius at, what is he, 30? He's like 33 or something. I that's mean, insane. Yeah. Like, that's insane. The youngest head coach ever, right? And they were expecting him to, you know, revolutionize it, just basically, you know, f- flip everything on its head. And he didn't make any changes to it. And that's what blew my mind about the game. Um, it was the same Rams we saw in both the championship, the NFC championship, and then the divisional round. Um, really, he didn't change a whole lot. I mean, it kind of shocked me, honestly. And then you've got Todd Gurley, barely a factor in that game, too. Yeah, or in the NFC Championship. Like, yeah. what happened to him? He must have... Like, there is no way he didn't have an illness, in my opinion. Or, or some, like, he must have been injured or something like that. Something was going on. I mean, we know these guys are always fighting something. Right. It's just, it's just the way the game works, especially that late in the year. But how is C.J. Anderson... <clears throat> big boy. Oh, big boy. What's he listed at? 235, I think? Yeah, he's 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 three C's. He's very thick. Yeah, thick boy. He, he's yeah, he's a truck. Yeah, he, he looks more like a truck driver than an actual NFL <laughs> running back. But yeah, no. How is he more of a factor than Todd Gurley? I don't get it. Uh, Todd Gurley, the most dominant fantasy player of this year, mm-hmm. and yet just falls off the face of the earth through the end of the season. I mean it. It was probably the most surprising storyline as far as a player goes in the postseason. Um, I mean, Gurley, didn't he have something like 30-plus touchdowns from scrimmage rushing or receiving? It might total? not have been that high, but it was damn high. It was it really was high. Damn high. And you thought, I, I assumed he would keep that level of productivity going into the postseason, and he well, obviously didn't. We saw what happened in the NFC Championship game. He only had was limited to, I think, five touches. And then you had the Super Bowl where big boy Anderson kind of stole the show. Him the ball more. What show? Is Todd Gurley the number one fantasy football pick in 2019? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I will say people are going to have second thoughts after how he performed or lack, or didn't perform in the postseason. I, I, I don't know if I would choose him one. I go Saquon. Yeah, Saquon. I go Saquon over Todd Gurley if I'm making that decision. But that's just a hot take. There's a lot to go into this season. Do you think Eli's going to be the quarterback of the Giants as we're talking about the Super Bowl? But <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, the big Patriot killer. I mean, I think Eli Manning is at this point a joke of an NFL quarterback. Yeah. The, the faces that he makes, I mean, there's a reason there's so many great Eli Manning memes. Yeah. Right? I mean, he is a meme. He embodies a he meme. He is a human meme at this point <laughs> at quarterback. And, I mean, imagine what Saquon could do if they had an actual quarterback. Yeah. No, that's true. And the funniest part is the the Giants were looking at trading Odell Beckham. And then the Patriots were interested in Odell Beckham. And so what did the Giants do? They go, oh, shit. Well, if the Patriots want him, 
he must be worth keeping. Yeah, no, I mean, that shouldn't be the flag that prompts you to keep him. I don't know what New York is thinking, but um, the fact that the Patriots want, Patriots want good talent. They know OBJ is good. I, I don't know why they would even, it, the thought would even cross their mind. I mean, it's not an Antonio Brown situation. It's not a Le'Veon Bell situation. They need to, you know, they need to keep him. He's core talent build around him. Um, Eli, heck, he's probably going to go down with Tom Coughlin down in uh, Jacksonville. The Giants, <laughs> Replace Bortles. The Giants could put anything back there, and it's going to be better at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, he won you Awful. two Super Bowls, but that was kind of a fluke. It, uh, Tyree. Do you remember Tyree. that catch? That was All how too well. Close. Very painful. Yeah. And, and, I mean, ultimately now, they got those two Super Bowls, but the Giants are paying for it now. Do you think uh, Eli is a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. <laughs> no. Is Eli elite? Uh, he, maybe at one point. I actually, I don't think, I don't think it was entirely a fluke, those two seasons, 2007 and nine. Their defense but, was so much more than yes. what that offense were, was. It was not Eli Manning leading that team. He was not a dominant quarterback. We've never talked about Eli Manning as the dominant quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's nowhere near in the same stratosphere as his brother Peyton. True. I mean, let's be real. Peyton would be better back there right now. And, 100%. And he can barely even feel his fingertips. So, Jack, we have only 30, 30 seconds or so left. I will say this last point. on uh, Just looping back to the Super Bowl, though. You know, and I know, if the Saints were in... The Super Bowl. And, no, and this is a soft no. spot for me. They would have put more than a three spot up. Okay. I, there's no way Drew Brees yeah. under center could have put only three yeah, points I up on Will right. foot. But you know I'm what so the biggest bitter. disappointment of the whole Super Bowl was? No SpongeBob at halftime. That stupid Travis tease. Scott. Yeah, no. That was that was awful. That was awful. Um, well, hopefully they learn from their mistakes for the next year. But uh, JR, my man, we made it to the end of the first segment. Okay, and it's time for shot, shot number, number two. two. Okay. All right. Cheers. Oh, man. Number two. Oh, Jesus. Ah. So, after the Super Bowl <sighs> comes the inevitable NFL offseason. Yep. So, who do you see going into this next offseason as the biggest challengers to not, not the Rams, not the Patriots, mm-hmm. Who's the best team that has a chance to get to the Super Bowl next year? Okay. You know oh, I'm biased. Okay. Yeah, I know you're you know biased. I'm biased. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, I'm a little hesitant to say this, to be honest, but um, I wholeheartedly would put my money and heart behind the Saints getting to the final dance. Because so how old is Drew Brees again? He's 40. He's and old. how old is Tom Brady? 42? Yeah, he's 42. I think it would be amazing to watch a Super Bowl with two 40-plus-year-old quarterbacks. Yeah, and it should know, have been this year. And know that probably there's only one or two other guys on the field at any given moment who are even 30. <laughs> yes, right? yes. I mean, I would really want to do this breakdown and figure out you'd have two 40-year-olds leading mm-hmm. the offenses, and is there even another 30-plus-year-old person on that field? I, no, I, I don't even know. I mean, I think Kansas City, uh, if we're talking about strength of teams and just the balance, I think Kansas City, are they balanced? No. I think their defense has a long way to go. It wasn't really there, but their offense really kind of carried the defense. At least that's what I thought this past season. And I felt 
Kansas City, they were, I guess, the best shot to rival the Patriots. What are they going to do without Kareem Punt? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Sorry, that was a little so bit wait, off so color, he's, but, you know. So, well, hold on. So he's, yeah, no, I'm, I'm two shots and I'm feeling it. So, I shouldn't, shouldn't admit that, you know, play that one down. But, so, KH is going to the Browns, which I think is the most... It is, yeah, the Browns. So that's the most Browns-Cleveland thing ever. Well, the incident happened in Cleveland. I mean, that was the funny part, right? <laughs> no place like home. Ah, uh, yeah. No so, place like home. You know, he's going home. He's. I don't know. We could get in more to Kareem Hunt, but I think there are teams that are clearly an echelon above uh, that I really want to see take some next steps. Yep. I think the Chargers yep. are an interesting team. I think you've got one or two years left with Phillip Rivers, and yep. I think they have a really good defense that they might have a shot Phillip on. Phillip needs to stop having kids. Just a distraction. Just uh, a distraction. What is he at, number 11? <laughs> I don't uh, know. He needs to slow it down. Wrap it up, man. He's going to field his own football team in, in 10 years. I mean, that's going to be... He has reserves right now. Yeah. No. Oh, my goodness. I, um, I think this year you'll see a lot of additions to the Texans. I think they were probably the biggest surprise to me. Deshaun Watson. They and just need to shore up that O-line because they've just had gaps there that mm-hmm. they haven't been able to address effectively. And Deshaun Watson, you saw it at the beginning of the year this year, was just taking shots. Yeah. It was just, I mean, he was taking more shots than we are. He was getting hit left and right. Per game, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he probably was sacked more than uh, the shots that we're taking. And that's not going to be healthy long-term for him. I think this, the stat I saw or was reading about on maybe Bleacher Report was he had the, he was, I think, top three in um, knockdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, he was pressured, obviously, all the time. And to your point about the O-line, just not really, you know, creating kind of a safety net in the pocket. It, yeah, that's true. And, I mean, he's so – he's he will get injured. Like, I mean, I hope he doesn't. I'm not trying to jinx it. But, like, if he keeps taking hits the way he's taking hits and making, like, not smart football plays, I think he's going to get injured. And that's also, to be very honest, I've had – so the past two seasons I've had the chance to – or I'll, I'll speak towards last fantasy, right? I had the chance to draft him at QB1. And I didn't because of the of fact the that I knew he was, he yeah. might have been out for you know extensive periods, and I, I can't do that. Another quarterback in another team I think that's got a chance to take a big step is the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. I think Andrew Luck uh, showed that he's still the Andrew Luck and, and can still be that elite-level quarterback yeah. that we saw a couple years ago. And, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm always going to love Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great head coach and you saw that that they started off so slow but they won what nine out of their last ten to close out and get into the playoffs yeah now there's still holes on that team but the o-line is a force and they've got a couple great pieces on that defense and i think they got a chance to uh to push that division i think them and the texans will be two great teams next year yeah no i, I agree with that so let me ask you as far as now obviously we haven't hit free agency it's not March 13th yet. So on the day of this recording, it's the 21st? 24th. Wow, you're really off. Is it? Really? Yeah. No, it's the 22nd. We're both wrong. Oh, shit. I'm off farther. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so uh. as, as of this recording, Jared, what do you think is going to be... Um, what do you think the playoff field is going to be like 
from the AFC? Who's going to emerge from the AFC? Who's going to emerge from the NFC? And Chiefs stay. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns actually win the North. I know that's crazy, really? but I'm full on with Team Baker. Yep. And I think you saw that Hugh Jackson was completely incompetent. Mm-hmm. And that that's actually a decent team. I mean, how can you pump that much first-round picks into a team and not come up with something eventually? Yeah. You know, I think you've also got other good teams there, like the Colts and the Texans, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then I like the Chargers. Um, there's probably a division that I'm missing. Oh, yeah, the Patriots. I mean, so that's essentially what we got on the AFC. Yeah. Now, switching to the NFC, uh, the Rams, I actually think they might struggle a little bit. And I think that Jared Goff has been exposed, like I mentioned, and teams are going to figure out ways to beat the Rams if... Sean McVay can't keep relaying the plays to the last second. Jimmy G, he's coming oh, back. Oh God, no, no, he's really. Jimmy G is, in my mind, just all hype, and I haven't seen anything to back it up. Okay, the only thing I could ever get envious of Garoppolo on is the fact that he dates porn stars. Yeah, he is every guy's idol in that it aspect. Was so funny, the, the, the hottest was, woman. <laughs> when he was getting called out for that, and he was like owning up to it as he was, you know, doing the post practice <laughs> conference or whatever conference or whatever. It was so such funny. a legend, such a legend. So, but I was I was in a sports bar when he took that hit. Remember, mm-hmm. he blew out his knee. Yeah, whole place was going crazy. Yeah, I mean, all the 49ers fans thought he died, and there was a Chiefs fan actually. Because they were playing the Chiefs yep, that game. That's right. And the dude was going wild. And I thought I was going to see a bar fight just right then and there over Jimmy G getting blown up. And at first we thought it was like his shoulder. Uh, and then you see the slow motion replay, knee blows out. Yeah. Not a good deal. But no, you know injuries what? are never never are. Yeah. I I'm gonna say this. I don't think that the uh, I don't think that the Niners got it. I think the bigger threat in that is always gonna be the the Seahawks. Yep. As long as you've got Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll. You, as long as you've got Russell Wilson, you've got a chance to get to the playoffs. Him alone, any team. But what they did really poorly in the playoffs against the Cowboys, right? Was they just? You, I mean, you had Russell Wilson and you ran the ball. Or they were. I mean, Pete Carroll was making some very questionable decisions, and he is one of. He's probably in my mind a top five coach in the league. And the fact that he did that, I mean, it was atrocious. I think he's getting too old and he can't hear himself over chewing that gum. <laughs> the 12th man is really, like, hurting him. Oh, shit, we ran out of time. All hey, right, all right, next, next topic. Next shot. All right, oh, man. Number three. Down the hatch. See you in the emergency room. Well, that's the second time I've said that. Yeah, come on with something new. Not very original. All right, sticking with football. We've got Colin Kaepernick, yep. who is in the news this week, as he reached a settlement with the NFL. Yep. Uh, obviously, him and Eric Reed, there was an issue over them uh, potentially being um, blackballed, essentially, from the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Reed eventually signed with the Panthers. Yep. Had a pretty productive year, uh, but obviously there was always controversy around him. Mm-hmm. And then Kaepernick reaches this settlement. Now, he's been out of football now, I think, going on two full years. Yeah, two seasons. So he um, opted out of his contract at – actually, I think this is going into his third because he opted out after 2016, mm-hmm. 2017 mm-hmm. with, with the 49ers. Um, the f- Look – 
politics aside, his viewpoint aside, um, the fact that he doesn't have a job and he's so he's thirty. Okay, mm-hmm. the guy had a cannon. Uh, he had a, a great acumen for football. The fact that he doesn't have a job in my mind just blows my mind because you look at some of the quarterbacks in the league today. Um, I, I was ta- okay. I was talking pre-recording to you about this, Tom Savage. Now, Tom, I'm sure he's a great guy. He got signed by my Saints before mm-hmm. I think getting cut. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Tom. But if you asked me, Colin, Colin or Tom Savage, what? what I mean, who is who would pick Tom Sal- Savage Nathan over Peterman? That's a joke. He's with the Raiders, and Colin Kaepernick can't get a job. John Gruden is. He's he's one of my favorite coaches to watch. I think he's lost his touch because he hasn't coached in uh, sixteen years. He's just been on the ESPN, you know, doing some sideshow stuff. He was he was great when he was in those Corona commercials. Yes. You know, find your beach. You know, call a coach. Tony but Romo is not as good as that. Tony Romo Serpentine is a better, is a better play by play analyst. Yes. Tony, or Tony commentator. Yes. But. No, he's not as good in those Corona commercials. Tony Romo is, he's a gift. He's a gift to CBS. Um, Jason Witten, Uh, I'm sorry, he needs to go. Mixed reviews. Uh, I just hope that they kill the Boogermobile. I love the Boogermobile. No, I mean, what the hell is this? Booger McFarlane is excellent. What was the thing (laughs) that they had to put a TV back behind his head? He's a big guy. Because the machine was blocking people. You've got people paying a thousand bucks for some of those front row tickets. Yes. And they're staring at the back of Booger McFarlane's head. Put him in the booth. He's a good analyst. I like him. He's interesting. <laughs> but why the hell is he running around on a machine? I um, I beg to differ. I would definitely pay $1,000 to see the back of Booger. Booger it's probably sweaty. Nice. I nice. mean, he's got I, the name Booger. <laughs> All right, getting back to I, calling. Yeah, let's get, let's get, we're, get back think, on track. I think here's my thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not a great NFL quarterback. When he enjoyed success, it was because of his legs and it was because of scheme. Mm-hmm. Now, he does have an arm, yep. but I think you saw, if you really look at him, that he was never an accurate quarterback. Okay, yeah. He would not throw to where the receiver was going to be. He had no touch. But did you think it was because he was maturing? Like, he didn't, any college, or, uh, you know, college quarterback or quarterback coming out of college or from wherever. Um, I feel like they're not going to have the it factor right off the bat. I mean, seldom has there been a quarterback that you can just kind of pick out, you know, from pre, you know, professional league, and then just like throw them into a high intensity situation where you can expect and have full confidence in them. I felt like Kaepernick, he grew to that, and I mean, he did lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl against the Rams or Ravens, excuse me. Again, I think that was a case where you had a great defense on those mm-hmm. Niners teams. You had Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, you did. And I think that you had. A little bit more scheme around him than than he did when I mean I could get started started on Chip Kelly. I'm an Eagles fan. Sure, I hate that guy. Sure, but um, you know I I don't think he developed or continued his development to where as you mentioned young quarterbacks they have these kind of issues and they grow into it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was progressing on those touch passes on that accuracy the way that other quarterbacks have that being said should he have an nfl job oh definitely right he should he should have at least been competing uh in places like new york against eli manning against blake bortles in jacksonville 
why didn't the Bills bring him in when they had Tyrod Taylor and Nathan Peterman? Although I'm a very big Josh Allen guy. Yeah, Josh Allen is those Cavs. But awesome. They maybe never had. (laughs) They maybe never had to have that problem. That's true. If instead they had a competition between Tyrod and Colin Kaepernick and they schemed around that, or it would have saved them a draft pick too. You know, for many teams actually. I think wasn't it the Baltimore Ravens. Were they linked to talking about Kaepernick beforehand? I think John talked. Yeah, I think John made a mention of that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But I think now with Lamar Jackson, you've got a scheme fit there, and yeah. I know they've got RG RG three, who he's another longer story about yeah, how he fell off a cliff. But you've got RG three there, and you've got Lamar Jackson. You've got a scheme that you can build around. Let me. So let me ask you, and I agree with all of that. What are, I guess, the teams you feel Cap could be a fit in? Because he definitely could be. I, so he made news, I think, a week ago where he had an option to, uh, or he told the AAF, the Alliance of American Football. I don't even know what that is. But I, it's football. They're trying to do what the hell they're trying to do. It, it's football when football doesn't exist, which I'm all for. I was supposed to watch Christian Hackenberg. That's the only name I know. <laughs> and Christian Hackenberg could not hack it. So The AAF. The AAF Kept football in San Diego, though. Credit, oh. credit where credit's due. Whoop-de-doo. Now, yeah. I think the Super Bowl Screw was you, a Dean missed Spanos. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. The Super Bowl was a missed opportunity for L.A. I mean, they needed that win just to bring football back in its entirety to L.A. Uh, you, you know my thoughts. I feel like that was rigged just to you know create some interest at the L.A. level. But, I, I mean, honestly, back to Cap, though, I think he could be a good fit. Um, well, there's so there's a few teams. I think he... Could be a good replacement for uh, Bortles down yes. in Jacksonville. Yes. I think, now hear me out, this one's a little more of a stretch. I think he would be excellent behind Drew Brees. And this is why. So, Teddy Bridgewater, I think it's $5 million in cap space. The Saints are really struggling when it comes to cap space. And by the way, to our podcast listeners, I, as you probably know, I am a diehard Saints fan, so I follow this more closely, or them more closely than any other NFL team. But when you look at it, okay, so Drew, he only has, let's say, a year or two. Yeah. Cap is only 30. He has more gas in the tank. He has the arm. And I feel like him under Sean Payton could really adapt to that offense. I, I think he could fit actually really well into New Orleans. I'm going to throw out an extreme wild card here. Sure. The Patriots. Okay. Do you remember what they did with Jacoby Brissett? They won a couple games with them. I mean, I, I think they won one of the four when when think, Brady was suspended. I think he, wow. <laughs> well, the other two were Jimmy G. But regardless, I think that would be a great example of Bill Belichick taking that opportunity and running with it. No, I, I agree with. I mean, I thought it was. Hey, listen, Kraft. I mean, we'll talk about him in the in, you oh, know yes, a little down the road. But I, I will say, brilliant business decision by him. Showcase what Jacoby Brissett could do. Pawn him off to you know the Colts and Jim Irsay or what or those people over there. Yeah, masterful, and incredible, absolutely masterful. Just just down to an art, but um, and that's talking cap. So we how are. Do we, how do we do yeah. that without getting into politics or anything of that? That actually surprised me. Keep keep politics out of football. There was keep politics out of football. I mean, it's my whole point of it. Just keep it out of football. I mean, hey, if you're protected by the First Amendment to do what you want to do, I mean. Look, I don't even want to comment on it. It's, it's. I know it's very divisive. It's very polarizing to many people. But you know, hey, Cap, keep doing you. I mean, 
that's my opinion. That's my take on it. And um, I will say one last thing. I know we are going a little over. Um, I was actually reading uh, a lot today. So on the day of recording, uh, Nike stock tanks because of Zion, <laughs> right? Because of Zion. And uh, I know like outlets like Breitbart, Fox News. I, our conservative friends mm-hmm. were uh, very quick to jump on the fact like Nike, hey, it caught up to you. You know, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything like your stock price. Like I saw those <laughs> memes like come out. But um, no, I, I mean, a, I thought that was a great marketing play. I believe, you know, Kaepernick is, you know, I don't think he's out to profit. I think he's actually out to, you know, do good with that. So got those I hope you see him back. Now. He's got that. You've seen that those one? look sick. Yeah. yeah, those look sick. I, I, hey, I wish him the best in any, you know, endeavor he, you know, does. Right. It's Cheers like a, it's to like Kaepernick. A, I think we're on to our next shot. Oh, halfway through. Amen. Actually, no, this is number four. Oh, you're right. Sheesh. Oh, Jack Daniels. All right. I'll let her in. We're going to switch gears here. Let her in. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that one go down for you? Oh, just great. So we're going to switch <laughs> gears here, and we're going to move to baseball. Uh, Everyone's now, favorite topic, yes. Now, we're going to talk first about the MLB offseason, yep. and it's been a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. So Manny Machado finally signed, and with, of all teams, the Padres? Did you see that coming? So who was in the running? It was the Phillies, the White Sox, the Padres, and... The Yankees were always like a dark horse in this whole thing. Ugh, the Dodgers were in it, too. Yeah. Um, the Giants have been linked to Bryce Harper, but yeah. they were never really in play for Machado. Yeah. I think you could see that because they had Crawford and Longoria. It's kind of hard to fit them in on the... I, I mean, okay. Might be an upgrade, obviously, but... For sure. I, but I think this. So, Manny Machado, love him or hate him, you know, throw his character out the window. But as far as a business decision, going to San Diego for... So it's so let's talk about the contract. Ten years, three hundred million. He could have made three hundred up to. I think what they were saying was three hundred fifty million if he was in Chi Town. But I don't think the Chicago White Sox ever offered him that much money. From well, I thought it, it was less guaranteed, but it was like if you it was incentive based. Or um, if you hit certain milestones, hmm. then you would get the money. But look at this, San Diego. Hey, sorry, Padres fans. Your, your team is garbage. You're not going to win in the next 10 years, but you just paid Manny Machado a third of a billion dollars to literally lounge by the beach now, in San Diego. That's that's the most smart thing I've ever heard. I, I, I didn't have a lot... I didn't have a high opinion of Manny Machado going into that, but when I heard that he signed with the Padres based off of that opinion... Like, based off that, I was like, he's a genius. So, full disclosure... He needs to release a book. Full disclosure, I'm an A's fan. So, if anybody remembers when he threw the bat on the inside pitch... That kind of went Josh Donaldson's way. Theoretically, he was actually trying to throw it at the pitcher. Yeah. Oh, I cannot stand Manny Machado that was Bush from that moment. But here's what I think is, if you're Manny Machado, where else would you rather play? You are now the king of San Diego. There's no football there. Mm-hmm. And the Padres have a loyal yet starving fan base. Yeah. That ballpark is in a great spot. Downtown San Diego. The best, yeah. I mean, where would you rather spend your time? Yeah. I mean, and if you take that team to the playoffs, I mean, you got the chance to be the next Tony Gwynn. I I mean, they've got up-and-coming pieces. They've got an amazing farm system, and now you've got the big money piece to put it all together on top of it. 
Right. Now there's going to be growing pains. I don't think they make the playoffs this year. You've got a lot of rookies coming up through the farm system, and these are all no-name guys, and they've got to prove it. But now you see ownership starting to invest to kind of uh, spark a catalyst to this rebuild. Yeah. And I think the Padres are actually a dark horse. I'll put it to you this way. Uh, I'm sorry the Giants are not making the playoffs in that no. division. No odds. Uh, the Rockies, I don't know. They they seem to ebb and flow, uh, but they're getting a little bit older. You've got guys like uh, uh, Charlie Blackman, who's getting a little bit older. He's mm-hmm. still a great player, but is he going to be the same player he was last year? Nolan Arenado, still a great player, but it's hard to keep repeating that success that he's he's had. And they've got no pitching. You still build around Arenado, or Arenado and then also Trevor. Trevor's, is Trevor, he's still there. Trevor Story? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good story, but I mean, I still don't <laughs> I see think, what you did there. I still don't think that they're that much of a threat, and the Diamondbacks are fading. So I really think it's a two, two-team two race mm-hmm. with a dark horse candidate in the Padres, and the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and they'll be there, and they're still a good enough team. But yeah. I think that's going to be interesting, and, and I give Manny Machado credit because, yeah, He's got to pay a lot more in California taxes than he would elsewhere. But, but you're in you're, you're in, in San, San Diego, Diego, man. That's oh. that's the dream. Oh, drinking craft beer and watching baseball, going to the beach. All I feel the time. so bad for him. Can we just move to San Diego? That's what we really should do. I uh, yeah, if I had three hundred million, I definitely would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, poor guy. He only got three hundred million. He oh, only he yeah. could have got three fifty, yeah. but he only got three hundred. So, but what about Bryce Harper? I mean, where do you think he's going to go? All right, realistically, so here's a fun fact: um, Chris Davis yep. had a two forty seven batting average four years in a row. Yeah. Do you know how batshit that is? That is the craziest statistically stat unlikely. I've ever heard. Yeah. Now I I bring that up because it's consistent, right? Yep. What is Chris Davis going to do next year? Well, if you were pl- plotting a trend line. He's going to do 247 again because he's done it every damn time. Now, I bring this up because the numbers Bryce never Har- lie. Yeah. Bryce Harper is the complete opposite. You know, he's had years where he's batted over 300, and he's had years where he's batted in like the 240s. I don't know the exact numbers, but, yeah. but he just flip flops one extreme to the other. You know the talent's there. You know he's got amazing power. He's a gifted athlete and he's a force at the plate that even if he's only batting 240, he's still going to scare other pitchers. Yeah. But if I'm a team, it gives me a little bit of pause before I sink 300 plus million in that, into him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's a liability. We saw what happened or what he did with Papelbon. Okay. For our viewers or not viewers, listeners, as many of you might also know, I am a Red Sox fan. Okay, so Jr. and I—I I mean, pretty much for the past what six years, five years, we've we've been to uh, Red Sox Oco. games. Oh, yeah. Those are awesome. Those are always good times. Cheap tickets, always cheap, cheap, cheap tickets. Uh, Mount Davis, but um, but I I know what Papelbon is capable of. I know how he's an instigator. I know how he kind of got under Harper's skin. However, remove that incident. Harper is. I think a liability in the sense that if he doesn't mesh well with his teammates, he's gonna bring he's gonna make or break that club. Wouldn't you say the same thing about Machado though? I mean, he's had those kind of incidents where he's gotten into scuffles, he's yeah. rubbed people the wrong way. And look, they're both great talents. I just think that for a guy who plays the outfield, mm-hmm. for a guy who has the volatility with the batting average, um, 
he's not going to age as well as Machado will. Sure. Um, I can see why teams aren't lining up to spend that much money for him. Yeah. And what, you've got the Nationals who have been linked to him to trying to resign him, but they've kind of said they're farther away now. You've got the Phillies who think that they're the front runner. Yeah, in fact, I mean, while we were, quite literally while we were reporting uh, or recording, wow, those, those, those are JD shots. You know, you know, <laughs> making me feel some type of way. Um, so, I mean, ESPN, they just reported Phillies, Harper, meet in Vegas, Bryce Harper, Philadelphia will not be consummating a deal. Good that's job, Sam odd, Ponder. That's an odd word to use. I, that's okay. gross. That's like that's like moist. I don't. Did, did, I don't mess where with did that. they say that was again? Vegas. That was. Yeah, like oh, wedding Vegas wedding Vegas. wedding chapels. Oh. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, oh, I, I will I say this. Go so, take a shower after hearing that. Yeah, that just makes me feel. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. But I um, I will say one last point. Just back to Machado, really quick. What did he say classically in the World Series? He's not Johnny Hustle. <laughs> he literally said he's not going to stretch out for that, you know, to see if he can get that base. Like, he's not, he, who, that, I mean, it hurt his stock, but at the same time, it, you know, he still got 300 million. So, you know, what was oh, him? Well, cheers to Manny Machado. Yeah, this one's to Manny. Good luck, Manny. Oh, invite us down to uh, yeah, San Diego feel, sometime. Feel free to oh, come on to the fun. show and discuss. Yeah, we'll get a celeb shot segment going. Oh. So obviously that doesn't get easier. No, I mean eventually it does, but then you know you're in trouble. (laughs) So we we just talked about how slow this kind of off season has been, and the fact that Bryce Harper is still unsigned. Yep. Now MLB, there's been a lot of talk over the past couple years about the MLB pace of play, and that the game is getting longer, and that it makes baseball harder to connect with the younger fan. Yes. Do you think this is a problem? And what are some ideas that baseball could look at? Okay, so um, look at what's going on in baseball right now. So there are paid sponsorships. There are stuff, you know, AI, like contribution, that sort of type of stuff. So what I think is objectively the worst part about sports in general, and this, this goes across NHL, it goes across MLB, NFL, is... Um, uh, AWS Statcast. Do you really think? Let's. I mean, put NFL in perspective. Do you really think um, Drew Brees is like? Oh, he looked at his four different receivers, realized he had a thirty-nine point three percent chance to complete a pass to Michael Thomas for twenty plus yards downfield in coverage. Now, like, no, I think no in way. Football, it's stupid watching those stats when it's like, oh, and you're watching the the percent probability of I a hate catch that. or something going. I hate that. It's like so. Dumb. That being said, when they do it and like they show the tracker of how far the home run went, yes, I mean that is gold. That's cool. Okay, that's cool. But I hate the. Okay, for example, back to that stat tracker A AWS, which I think is the world's crappiest marketing because they could literally create arbitrary numbers and just say we have no we have no idea what who's who can fact check that. And I promise you, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers. Pat Mahomes, they do not give a care in the world. I mean, it's just more of an it factor at that point. Um, and I promise you, AWS never calculated that. It was probably some fat guy behind a computer plugging in the numbers. But I, to your point, I do love seeing like the distance of ball travels, like on a home run, that sort of thing, or you know, the spreads of like outfield versus infield balls and stuff. However, um, while that doesn't necessarily attribute to the pace of play, 
I feel like if you forewent that, you know, and maybe simultaneously in, like created kind of a pitch timer. I mean, no one gives a care about the percentage it goes to left field. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, the only time a, the play, pace of play should be slowed down is for a home run trot, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. If you hit a home run, flip that fucking bat. Hell yeah. I mean, why not celebrate that? that is get your bull, Yeah, get your pen going. Yeah, that is what the going. kids want. If you get a strikeout, I mean, you better be pounding your fist and fired up. I mean, this is what the game's about. We need more emotion in it. When Mark Canna hit that home run against the Giants and he fucking flipped that bat, yeah. I lost my mind. That <laughs> was the great... That was my favorite moment of the Oakland A's season last year. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I think there are some things baseball can do. Yep. When the guy uh, watches a ball a foot outside, then he takes a step back, readjusts both batting gloves, Yeah. Uh, fixes his cup, um, <laughs> takes his helmet off, puts it back on, readjusts the left batting glove because it wasn't quite right, yeah. and then steps back in. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. Just get and pitchers too. Get the ball, get set, throw. Get into a rhythm and keep that moving. What's a what's a um in your mind? What's a uh, an acceptable time pitcher t- uh, pitch timer? Uh, I think it's arbitrary to throw something out there, but I think um, it's not like a play clock in football. I don't think it can be. I mean, I know that's what they're gearing towards. But like I don't think like you can give them forty seconds between pitches or something or twenty five. I think no, is what and, and then what happens is it slows down so much when you get a runner on base mm-hmm. and you've got them playing that game of like oh I'm gonna step off and I'm gonna I'm not even gonna throw to first base I'm just gonna step off and look. Yeah, I mean these things are ridiculous. Um, foul balls are another big thing. I mean yep. how many at bats <clears throat> go like 11, 12 pitches because the guy's just fouling balls back. And there was an article about that, and they were talking about how hitters believe it's because you've got pitchers throwing harder than ever before. And sometimes you've got to just waste a pitch because you're not prepared for it. Yep. He catches you off guard, and you're just hoping to foul it off. You're not trying to actually put the ball in play sometimes. You're just trying to foul it off. But some of the most like, impressive at-bats are the ones that go you know, 16, 17 pitches. I know, and, and then so result in a hit. Or... Is there a fine line between encouraging the ball to go and play more? I think you've got too many true t- true outcome at bats. It's mm-hmm. either going to be a home run, it's either going to be a walk, yeah. or it's going to be a strikeout. Or you could always expand the out of play in some stadiums if possible. It might lead to more outs, but I mean, some some parks are more hitter friendly, some are more pitcher friendly, but I mean. If MLB is truly, I mean, let's talk about it at the most granular level. To increase the pace of play, what is that really saying? You need to get outs faster, right? So if hypothetically, this and this was also an article I was reading on, if you increase, I don't know how the logistics work. I don't know how the infrastructure would work at some ballparks like, like um, Fenway, for example. The left field side is, I think, three feet, two feet. <laughs> before you're hitting, hitting wall, you know, breaking teeth. But um, if there's a way to kind of expand the out-of-play um, area, I mean, it would at least open up the possibility for outfielders or infielders to catch foul balls, O-Dot which would, would... Yeah, that's true. I wonder if Odak Co. has a quicker game pace than Fenway because of the foul ball territory you've got there. I wouldn't be surprised. I know I really wouldn't be surprised because you have the bullpens which are in the open, they're in play, or they're in play but well, out of... 
they're just in foul territory. Or just in the sides there. Now, I think this all masks what the real problem is, is that MLB's marketing is so much worse than the NBA or the NFL. Yeah. You know, it's the pace of play is an easy scapegoat to say the kids want a faster paced game, but really what they want are the players and they want access to the players. They want to know the players. They want to celebrate those personalities. Yeah. The personalities in the NFL and the NBA are celebrated and they're big and it's all about the players, NBA especially. Yeah. And you contrast that with baseball. Mike Trout is arguably the best baseball player in the last decade, sure. in the last hundred years, and yet he is such less of a personality than a lot of the best NBA players. And now you could say maybe his personality just isn't like that. And, and Mike Trout likes to keep a lower profile, but I think it's fifty-fifty. I think there's a lot that MLB could do yeah. to promote him as a player. Um, Bryce Harper is the same. They try with him, and he maybe has a little bit bigger of a platform because he's a louder personality. Bigger ego. Bigger ego, but uh, where are... I mean, I bet you most kids would not recognize Manny Machado, and he just got 300 mil. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I'm far off from having kids myself, but if my kids recognize Manny Machado, I'd be concerned on the fact that he you know, has cornrows. I wouldn't want them seeing that. Ah, Give them ideas. It's just bad. He's got an interesting haircut. That, but, but, that or Bryce Harper because I'm just envious of his hair. Let's oh, be he's got a beautiful beard. Um, <laughs> but I bet you most kids recognize Steph Curry. I bet you That's most true. kids recognize Kevin Durant. Yep. It's how, it's, how, it's how the NBA markets versus MLB. And MLB can't be like the NFL. The NFL's like, oh, well, they got helmets on. You can't see them. Yeah. Baseball, you can see their faces the whole time. Pretty much, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm sure that's something the commission will, will deal with. But, uh, you know, I, I to, I'm, we did go a little over, but I will just say as kind of a last remark, I hope they increase the pace of play. What I think makes baseball special versus other sports is it is kind of a social activity where you can go at a summertime, you know, late summer game, you know, whether that's the Fenway, Oakland, the now Oracle Park in um, San Francisco, AT&T lost the name rights, but, you know, just to have a social conversation with, you know, your neighbor while periodically watching the game, it, it in, invites people who are less serious about the game than, say, an NFL fan who's really invested in it. There's nothing so. better than falling asleep on your couch in the seventh inning because you've been drinking beer yep. and just hanging out watching a baseball game. Unless it's game five of the World's... Uh, game four of the World Series that went six, 17 innings. Oh, don't get me started. Thank we you, ain't got time. Hey, thank that you. game was too damn long. Thank you, Nasty Nate. <laughs> Appreciate Ooh. it, Nate. All right. Last shot. This is the last call. Joe, we made it. Almost. Well, thank you to the folks that have stuck around this long. Oh, my, um, God. <laughs> oh my God. We are now moving into a funner topic. Uh, news broke today that Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, <laughs> was busted in a paid sex sting operation in Jupiter, Florida. Now, I have no idea where the fuck Jupiter, Florida is, and I have no <laughs> idea why Robert Kraft is there. And I have no idea why Robert Kraft uh, is getting himself caught up in these things, but I thought this was a ridiculous story. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, Sonjay, right? Like, so you might remember this, but a few years back, um, 
Robert's wife uh, passed away. I believe it was from cancer. Very unfortunate. Very sad. Um, what is a billionaire to do to occupy his mind and his, you know, his personal desires? You know, when you're arguably, you know, best friend goes away. I, I I'm not going to condone the behavior of RK, but um, I think what surprised me the most was the way he did it or the medium he used. Did you see the the storefront? Uh, yeah, you know, it was <laughs> what are not you doing. So what I imagined is some kind of high scale like really expensive spa. elite. Yes. Yeah, you know, something where oh, this place now I don't know. I have <laughs> no idea. I have zero experience in this realm. But when I saw the picture on the news article of what this place looked like, mm-hmm. um well, it was. Uh, it left a lot to be desired. The news article says that the police have video recording of him engaging in the illicit act. Oh no! I, I think that should be destroyed. Like for the greater, you know how like some. No, no one needs to see a seventy-plus-year-old man soliciting anything. I like, mean, like I know, show that in court if you need to, and then. Burn it. I know a lot of the American public are really, uh, you know, curious to see what Robert Mueller or Mueller's uh, report on the Russia investigation is. They want to see the public findings. That I think, for the benefit of the nation, the greater good. I think whatever the result of RK's uh, video evidence, I think that should be buried to the annals of history. I think that should be destroyed. Um, now, I mean, the you know, the Patriots are very. Uh, good about, uh, let's say, well, not good about destroying evidence when it comes to videos and that sort of stuff. But we, de- mm-hmm. we, we, de- we look past that. Um, but yeah, um, not a good look for the Kraft family. Um, I, I, I mean, we were talking pre-recording about how to positively spin this. I don't know how There's you... There's nothing to positively spin of this. Um, if you're the Patriots, I mean, this is just... What's the punishment for that? This is embarrassment to the max. Now I've heard what he's subject. Punishment? He's subject just like players are to NFL league discipline. I mean, how funny is it going to be if he's? Uh, he's a billionaire. He's a uh, twenty-five thousand dollar fine. <laughs> like okay. Uh, yeah, the money is not going to matter to him. But how funny is it going to be if he's suspended for four games for his own kind of deflate gates? What does he game? do? I mean, what? What? Why would he be needed on a? If that is the case, what is he needed on a game by game basis, like to pro- provide like console to like uh, picking he's just up there players for moral support or to you know host celebrities in his big ass suite? But yeah, I, I can't, Meek, Meek Mill. I'm wondering how, when you are that rich, how do you get caught for something like this? No, that's just sloppy. I mean, actually, back to Meek Mill. Let's talk about that for a second. You know how everyone was like, free Meek Mill? I, I'm all on board with that. Love that he's out. Um, Robert was huge about that. I think he flew him in a private helicopter from prison to get him to the Celtics 76ers game after. And uh, Meek, it's up to you. You got to return the favor. You got to... Free Robert Kraft. That should be a t-shirt. That should absolutely... I, listen, it's probably already been done by Barstool. Please don't sue us, Barstool. But if it hasn't, that would be a great t-shirt idea. Oh, man. I mean, there's going to be... <laughs> this is just going to be such a... This is just a great feather in the cap of the legacy of Robert Kraft. I think so. I think so. I mean, he's done everything. He has six rules under his belt. Um, eight appearances. Nine appearances. What am I saying? 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's I still done it all. I can't get over the fact, though, it was that place. It was such a rundown looking place. The sign looked like it didn't even, like, flicker. I mean, I mean, like, it wouldn't even turn on. Like, it looked like a pit. Yeah. It doesn't... Shouldn't he have Primal more money instincts. for this? Primal Shouldn't instincts. he have more money for these kind of things? Doesn't he have like a separate budget, a separate account, a separate guy <clears throat> who can like facilitate these things? He must have a PR like publicist who should have like in football. You know how Sean McVay has the hold back guy? Yeah. It, it, Robert Kraft needs a hold back guy. How do you guy? not have your hold back guy, Robert Kraft? <laughs> like, like all of a sudden he's going into like that massage room, that guy and then he's got the guy like, "Oh figures. no, Robert, we saw a badge walk in. Let's get you out of here, Robert." All right, you you were only here for a Manny and Petty. Like, let's get out. Let's get out now. I mean, imagine how confused oh, you are if you're God. the arresting officer, and all of a sudden you're walking in on this. I mean, what's your reaction? Oh, I'm about to arrest Robert Kraft in Jupiter, Florida, in this rundown. Day spa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, first of all, not surprised it happened in Florida. To all our Floridian listeners, sorry, but I know you're thinking it too. Second of all, can you imagine <laughs> the, the dispatch? So the cop goes in, picks him up. He calls in. Uh, yeah, uh, 1065, we have uh, Robert Kraft uh, in custody. And, like, dispatch comes back. Like, how do you know it's Robert Kraft? Oh, he has, you know, the white cuffs and collar he's and the light blue shirt. He's rings right now. Yeah, like, you know, like, he's very distinct, very noticeable based on his pure, like, pure white collar, white cuff, sh- like, button down. I mean, it's it's quintessential. It's his clothing line after all. So, I, it's just bad look. I mean, but the thing about the Patriots, I mean, they're kind of like Trump in the sense that they can just brush off controversy and just continue with business as they usual. Just keep going. I, I, hey, you know something? I respect the biz. I absolutely respect it. And I feel like people everywhere, I mean, it's another, you know, it's cannon fodder to hate the Patriots more, but you got to respect it because, the, I mean, the little engine that could, they just keep going. They keep chugging. I mean, Robert Kraft, Spygate, Deflategate, I mean, just it doesn't end. It doesn't end. And I mean, how, how many more years does Brady have? Uh, Belichick's going to be a robot and they're just going to like. He probably already is a robot. $600 million man, and they're just going to keep him going for forever. He's literally He's going to actually die on the field at age, like, 50. Titanium condoms, hit. yeah. Now, I mean, he's going to get hit by a linebacker and just bust into dust, and he's just going to disappear. His arm is just going to fall off, start, like, crawling its way using the fingers off the field. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be like Detached. the Adams family, and it's just going to sprint off with the ball. Exactly. And you know who's going to do it? Clay Matthews, and he's going to get flagged for it. And it's going to be really <laughs> bad. It's going to be really bad. Um, and with that said, JR, we made it. Oh, Dude, high five. We, we made that it. We just did our very first. That, and I, I just want to shout out the uh, the listeners right now. You've you've witnessed history. This is our first podcast. If you've stuck with us to this far, thank you. Uh, we will look for ways to improve and entertain you the next time. Maybe so get a better mic. Signing off, this is Jack Records. Yeah, and this is Bass. And we're done for the day. Thank you. Have a good one, guys.